the promise that I issue to you is that by one o'clock today, you will know more than you do now. LBC 97.3 Mystery Hour with James O'Brien. Three minutes after 12, and this is LBC 97.3. Time now for something completely different. You know those radio uh, newspaper features where... Readers write in with a question, and then other readers, hopefully over the days, weeks, sometimes even months, furnish readers with an answer. Well, this is the radio equivalent of that. I'd like to claim it was the original and the best, but I'm almost certain that my colleague Clive Bull, who is the doyen of radio phone-in hosts in this country, has uh, done something similar in years gone by and completely forgotten about it. But Mystery Hour remains very, very popular, and if you haven't heard it before, you will soon understand why it's not necessarily about the destination it has an awful lot more to do with the journey i think the way it works is this you pick up your phone and dial 0845 6060973 if you have an answer a question which you have been unable to find an answer to it's a movable feast there aren't really any rules we guard against dullness and repetition dullness of course is in the ear or the eye of the beholder i would caution you probably not to waste your time with a motoring-based question, because probably unfairly, I find them dull, which means they don't get through. Repetition is fairly self-explanatory. Just trust us, if you ask something that's been dealt with relatively recently, you will be politely invited to jog on. Other than that, anything goes. So, a who, a why, a where, a what, a when, a whither, a wherefore, perhaps even a whence. Whatever the question is, you should be in with an even chance of getting a answer to it. And of course, if you would rather claw your own eyes out with a rusty spoon than ever phone a radio station in your life, then the guarantee you receive from me is that you will actually know more, as you just heard, by one o'clock today than you do now. It might not be information you're grateful for or can ever put to constructive use, but it will be knowledge that represents an increase upon where you are now, knowledge-wise. If you hear someone else ask a question, I should explain to which you know the answer, then ring the same number, 0845 It's a a search engine and reference book free zone, so don't Google. Obviously, some of the questions asked may be answerable by Google, but this is the bit where I sound a tiny bit pretentious, albeit entirely sincere. This is a celebration of education and information, elucidation, illumination. It's the stuff that we know because of the lives that we've led, whether in the classroom or somewhere completely unexpected, or indeed, as with a lot of answerers, at work. It's about information and knowledge we have because of who we are and what we've done. And it's an opportunity, actually, for once, that's not sounding pretentious, is it? I've found a new way of expressing it. It's an opportunity to celebrate that, yes. If not celebrate, then at least show off a bit. So we start with Dave in Orpington. I'm sure you've heard more than enough from me. Dave, what is your question? Happy New Year, by the way. Thank you, Dave. What, for this year or next year? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go on, what's the question? Well, I was down my local village hall, mm. and they were selling bric-a-brac. bric-a-brac. And I was just wondering why it's called bric-a-brac, Crikey. all those bits and bobs on the table. I like that. We've never had that before. Yeah. Bric-a-brac. It's like little pots, you it's know. It's a funny spelling as well, isn't it? Because there's no K on, on either. It looks a bit uh, French, doesn't it? Sorry, Dave. No, I'll, I'll find out for you and stop doing allo allo tribute acts. It's seven minutes after 12. 
a boom. Donna is in Harrow. Donna, question or answer? Um, it's a question. Go on, then. It's a question for my son, actually. He came up with it at the weekend, but he's at school now. So. Oh, fair enough. Um, we'll get the podcast. What's his name? Let's make... Okay, his name's Cameron. All right, what was Cameron's question this weekend? Cameron's question is, if I stand near the border of a country and fire a gun across the border and it kills somebody in the other country, in which country is the crime committed? And it's a Whoa. bullet, not a missile, so it wouldn't be... Well, you mean where the, where the gun was fired or where the bullet was... Where the bullet killed the person, where the person fell dead. What, 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 I mean, I don't want to cast aspersions on your parenting skills, Donna, but what, what possessed Cameron to start pondering this rather morbid issue? He's a deep thinker. He's a deep thinker. Well, then he probably won't appreciate this story, but I, I, I suspect you will. I mentioned when we were talking about tomatoes. Yeah. I used to spend a lot of time in Greece, and of course, the, 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 the border... The Cypriot border is uh, historically quite a uh, dangerous area, yeah. quite a lot of flare-ups. And there was a story doing the rounds, almost certainly apocryphal, but it's good for a giggle, yeah. that a Greek fellow on the, on the Greek side of the border was mooning at the soldiers on the Turkish side of the border. <laughs> and one of the Turkish soldiers on the other side of the border took a pot shot at the backside of the Greek bloke and scored a direct hit, but they never found an entry wound. And on that bombshell, uh, right, get an answer for Donna. If you shoot someone across a national border, where has the crime been committed? In the country where the gun was fired or in the... It's got a... I don't know. It'd be an interesting one. And what was the first one? Bricabrac. Origins of. Alan's in Greenwich. Alan, what have you got for me? Hi, James. Um, why are Catholic religious people known as being left-footed? Well, they're known as left-footers, aren't they? Yeah, what boy? I think it's just because they were in a minority. Oh. But I, I, don't, I don't know that there's anything more interesting than that. I've been called a left footer. I, I don't. I, just num I don't know why I'm trying to answer that. I haven't got a clue, Alan. Shall I just rewind and pretend I didn't inflict my own ponderings upon you and press on with trying to find out the proper answer from someone who truly I knows? You being of the Catholic religion, you you were going to get a round of applause for yourself. Well, I, I, not not on this occasion. Besides, you know me, Alan. I'm very backwards and oh, coming yeah. forwards I, i'm very very, generous. very shy and retiring i don't like to dominate the rounds of applause or anything like that but of course alan reminds new listeners to mystery hour that that is what you get if you provide a satisfactory answer so we've got bric-a-brac we've got shootings and we've got left footers that's probably enough for origins of words and phrases we don't want to uh, uh, overburden ourselves with with semantics and semiotics where are we going next lorna is in bexley lorna question or answer question please James. what is it why do lots of men refer to women as birds oh, they don't, when they birds don't still are both do, they male don't, and female? They don't still do that, do they? They do. I You're hear it far too much. Is it dolly birds it comes from, surely? Dolly birds, is it? I imagine so. You remember that? I mean, you're familiar with that phrase. Yeah, I am. I but, but you're not allowed to say where did dolly bird come from, because I but think... Then, but then the Americans say chicks, and chicks are both male and female. Yeah, all right. I'll get yeah, birds and chicks, as yeah, opposed to I birds and bees. Can you explain birds and chicks to us? We haven't got time for birds and bees explanations. No. <laughs> we won't go down that road. <laughs> no, we better. I guess you're right, actually, but because birds. I mean, well, you don't ever hear a woman say, "Oh, I pulled a bird," because well, it depends. Oh, what, depends where you hang out, Lord. Uh, well, <laughs> but everyone would think it would be a woman, 
Whereas birds on the whole are, are generally male and female. Of course they are. But how we got the female association. Yes. No, I, I, I like that. I can't. In fact, by a few of the questions today, I'm surprised that we've never had them before. We'll, we'll try and find out for you. I'll get that. If, so, of course, Lorna, thank you. I need to remind everybody listening that if you know the answer to any of the questions that you've heard so far, 0845 is the number to call. Switchboard gets incredibly busy this hour. But whenever you hear me say the number, it does mean that there are... Uh, opportunities to get through genuine uh, for example when i say goodbye to lorna it frees up the phone line she was just using so the best thing to do i'm told is just to have it on speed dial or redial and and as soon as someone says goodbye or as soon as you think there's a chink in the armor of the switchboard or indeed as soon as you hear me say the phone number 08456060973 hit the buttons hannah is in peckham hannah question or answer Hello, James. It's a question, please. Marvellous. Okay, I've noticed that when you open envelopes in the dark, um, a certain kind of envelope, as you pull the sticky bit apart, uh, emits a tiny, almost phosphorescent blue glow. Yes. And I'd like to know why. I think you already do. No, I don't. I think you do. Why do I? Phosphorescent? Yes. It can't be phosphorescent, though. Of course it can. Why? Why is it phosphorescent? Why are you being so fussy about phosphorescence? (laughs) I've been swimming in phosphorescence, actually. Have you? Yeah, it's really beautiful. You, you feel like you're kind of a swimming angel. But it nice. is phosphorescence. It can't, how? What else could it be? I don't know. Light-emitting particles. It, I thought it might be friction. It's kind of what, friction-y. You, did, or it could be electricity of sorts, couldn't it? Yeah, because when you're swimming in the sea, those phosphorescent creatures, they're little creatures, right, that, mm. that are attracted to the oxygen on your skin, I think. Um... But I don't see that that's happening when two bits of glue are peeling apart from each other. And Why? E- and even if it was, I sense that you wouldn't accept my qualifications <laughs> as suitable for providing a definitive answer to this question. No, I don't think you can top the phosphorescent swimmer. Phos- no, I can't. And did, when you got out, <laughs> were you still glowing? No, was that a really water. stupid question? It's only no, in the water. Yeah, I wasn't swimming near a kind of nuclear fallout zone. No. I was just yeah, all right. Okay, I was just... Next time I won't bother trying to be all polite and interested. <laughs> Thank you. Why do... And you're right, they do. When you open an envelope in the dark... Or the, hang on, we'll come back. Go back, 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 back. Is Hannah still there? Get me, get me Hannah back. Hannah, back now. No? Hannah? Why, why are you opening envelopes in the dark? <laughs> because there's no windows in my door and my hall's really dark and it's winter. And oh, I okay. try and open them straight away really quickly so I don't pick them off. No, get I've it got, over and done with. I've got one more thing to say. It's only some envelopes. It's only usually the white ones. Yes. Not, it's not the brown ones from the tax office. No, you've made a study of this, clearly. Yeah, and I don't It's only I've superior types of envelopes that glow in the dark. Yes, exactly. And why do they? <laughs> well, I, I know. <laughs> Give me a chance. I'll find out now with a bit of luck. 0845 If you can answer that, or you know why women are referred to as birds, or you know where a crime would be committed if I shot someone from this side of a border and they received the bullet about their person on the other side of a national border. And where does the phrase bric-a-brac come from? There was one other as well, which I'll remind you of in a minute, but I forgot to write it down. LBC 97, LBC 97.3.
19 minutes after 12, and you will have another chance to hear that epoch-making broadcast at 7 o'clock this evening as a precursor to Ian Dale's nightly radio show. The uh, whole encounter between yourselves and the Deputy Prime Minister, judiciously moderated by my colleague Nick Ferrari, will be repeated on LBC 97.3 at 7 o'clock this evening. Continues to uh, entrance and fascinate the world's media and quite rightly too it's a proud day for lbc 97.3 it's a funny old game this because we're in the business of being professionally cynical not just about stuff in the news but also about each other especially our fellow presenters and colleagues but that is just one of the rare days where i think we all take a step back and say proud to work for lbc 97.3 and proud to be part of the process that brought that remarkable experience to your radio an experience which even more remarkably will now be repeated at nine o'clock every thursday until 2027 i may have slightly made up the last statistic colin is in rice slip colin question or answer i have a question james come on mobile phones Hmm. you had a question the other week about when you actually touch the screen, how it physically goes to what you've touched, an act or something. Yeah. Right, so if you do the top right-hand corner of your screen, and it may be Google, when you flick across the screen, you may go to my photographs email. How does that same area know what area you want to go to if you've got more than one app on there? I don't, don't, I'm not, it might be my fault, this. But I don't, not sure I understand. I mean, the, the connection is, is, a, is a small electrical impulse. When I click on something with my finger, there's a little electrical impulse. That, yeah, that, but you're saying, how do they know? Because if, if, if I've got Twitter in the top left-hand corner of my screen, and then I switch to the next screen, and I've got, um, I don't know, crazy wings in the top left-hand corner of my screen, how does it know it's changed? Because technically, all you've done is just touch a different icon. You've still touched the exact same part of the phone. How does it know that that corner of the screen has changed from one app to another? All you're doing is just sending the same signal to the same area of the phone. But, but, yeah, but it's become something else by then. What, what has changed? All you've changed is... It's is like the, moving a cursor And you've just on a changed screen. the picture on you've the just, screen. Yeah, but the, you've just moved the cursor on the screen. So now there's something different where the cursor was before. But it's still touching the same area of the screen. Yeah. There's now something else on that area. But where does it... Because when you add different bits and pieces, you haven't actually physically changed anything operating inside the phone. You've just changed an icon, a picture on the screen. How does the phone know that what you've got in that top left-hand corner isn't Google? Could you not equally ask, how does the phone know who's ringing you? I mean, it's the technology of the phone is is how it moves around the screen while retaining the touchscreen technology, and electricity is the answer to how touchscreen technology works. So how does the phone know, and this sounds like a cop-out, Colin, but you're saying how does the phone know that you've moved your screen from Twitter to Crazy Wings, or Tiny Wings, and the answer is because it does. But how does it know? All you've done is, because what you could do, if you get rid of Crazy Wings and put um, Buffalo Bill on that same thing, how does it know that you've changed it? In in the same way it knows when I press A on the screen to put an A up on the screen, but when I press B on the screen, it'll put a B up on the screen, even though they would end up in the same place if I did them at the same time. Okay. Does that work for you or not? It doesn't, doesn't doesn't does it? It doesn't, but no. All right, try this one then. I'll try again. Okay. Ready? Yep. I think it might be magic. Go on. 
I'll, I'll leave it on the screen. I'll see what we can do. I, 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 I yeah. See the Colin rule? I, every time, yeah. Elaine's in Forest Hill. Elaine, question or Hello. answer? Hello. Another question for you. Marvellous. Um, I've, I've just been pondering the other day about the fact that we never seem to have found out who the various apostles' surnames or family names were. The only one that comes to mind is Judas Iscariot, which is the one that sort of um, betrayed him. Ah, you see, you've, <laughs> you've answered the question yourself. What? Iscariot wasn't his surname. Okay. Iscari- well, in that case, Is- we don't know any of the family names. They didn't have any. They didn't need them. Hello? Yes, no, I'm here. We've got Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Yeah. I don't recall being brought up to know what any of the, where any of these people came from. Matthew, I don't yeah, but, know. But what you would have done if you knew them. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, considering they were the founder members, as it were, of the, of the Christian religion... Yes, but they didn't know that, uh, did they, at the time? They didn't no, know we, that people were going to be reading the Gospels 2,000 years from now wondering what their surnames were. If you knew Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John at the time they were around, you'd have known them as, probably, Luke the Scribe from Stoke Pogis, or, or, or the sort no, of Middle but, Eastern but the equivalent. Thing, but, but, but what I'm saying is, subsequently with the Catholic Church, well, the Christian Church developing, yes. and these become saints, martyrs, and all the rest of it, yes. I would have thought that, that by that time they would have tagged something on behind behind the Matthew or the Mark or the Luke or the John, but we don't. Well, they did. They did. The evangelists. Well, the four eva- Elaine, I sense we could continue this conversation until Nick Clegg's back a week today, and, and still you would... I've answered your question. Yeah, I, 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 I just feel that, considering their importance, they might have had more tagged on to their names. They have surnames. You can't just invent them a thousand years later. What do you want to call them all? Blenkinsop? <laughs> Well, I, 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 I'm just surprised, that's all. What does a surname do? Hmm? What does a surname do? It, it adds sort of, um... It distinguishes you from someone with the same Christian from name. somebody else. Yes. But, Usually it refers to your father. <laughs> O'Brien, for example, in the original Gaelic, was son of Brian, or, or member of the clan of Brian Baru. Atkinson, hmm? son of Atkin, and, or, or Wright would refer to a, a job, or, or Shoemaker would refer, Shoesmith would refer to a job that you did. So surnames are just labels used to help us tell each other apart. And if you go back 2,000 years to Palestine, you didn't need it. Because you knew that he's from Nazareth, uh, he's from Cyrene, uh, Judas is from Iscaria, so we'll call him Iscariot, and that, that's all you needed to distinguish. James was a fisherman. Yeah? Yes, yes. I just, I, I want to hear more gratitude, Elaine, well, frankly. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm full of gratitude for well, you. You don't know, you just sound sarcastic. <laughs> I'm oh. having a round of applause for this, Elaine. All right, go on, then. Oh, thank well, you. I do like applause. That imp- implies that you've earned it. <laughs> I'm going to have another one now. <laughs> I'm greedy. No, I'm not being greedy. I was right, though, wasn't I? We could carry on with this until Nick Clegg's back. We're not going to. We're going to go from Elaine to Eleanor. Eleanor is in Ilford. Eleanor, what is your question or answer? Oh, hello there. Hello. Uh, hello. I've got an answer yes. to uh, the uh, term birds, where what? we get that word birds oh, from. Yes. And it, it comes from uh, the borough of Southwark in South London uh, in medieval times. Um, it was where all the brothels were situated because it was outside of the city of London. Correct. And they were... The brothels were called stews, and they were um, they were all licensed by the Bishop of Winchester. So all the prostitutes that worked in the stews were called either Winchester geese or wagtails. And it, it, a common euphemism that if you if you were bitten by a wagtail, it meant you caught the syphilis. 
Mm. And that's actually where we get the word birds from. Do you think so? From the, well, it's my theory. It's I, I like your theory. theory. I, yeah. I, what about chick? Because chick kind of fits the avian origin, well, it, but doesn't necessarily fit with your prostitute yeah, well, thesis. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a London tour guide, and this is uh, one of the things that... Do uh, you say that on your tours? Do you, do you say on your tours, and that is why, to this day, women are known as birds? Uh, I do. Right, well, yeah. then you get a round of applause, because if you're, if, you're, if you're punting that to, to tourists, Eleanor, I can't mm. sit here and start picking holes in it, can I? You'll probably get hauled <laughs> up before the yeah. International Tour Guide Tribunal in the Hague. <laughs> um... Well, as I say, you know, it goes down well. And it is, a, and it, and it is. No, don't talk anymore. You've earned a round of applause. You'll only spoil it. And it, and it ties in with the with the sort of disrespectful nature of. Oh, she's a bird. You'd never call your mum a bird, would you? Don't now ring in and say, oh, actually, James, uh, I think you'll find I do call my mum a bird on a regular basis. And the Spanish word for girl is chica, as opposed to chico, which maybe explains the chick bit as well. That question is now answered. This is Mystery Hour on LBC 97.3 with me, James O'Brien. The time now is 12.30. LBC 97.3. Call 0845 6060 Text 84850. Tweet at LBC 973. This is London's biggest conversation with James O'Brien. 33 minutes after 12. Uh, well, my eldest child is delighted by the riddle about peacocks because none of her friends have ever heard it before. If my peacock laid an egg in your garden, who would it belong to? It occurs to me that the question on Mystery Hour about shooting fits into possibly similar categories. If you shot a bullet over an international border and it hit someone, where was the crime committed? Where the person dies or where the person got hit? It's not get morbid. Or where the bullet was discharged? I love that question. I don't know if it will... Ha it must have an answer. They must have dealt with it. Why are Catholics historically, and I think um, derogatorily known as left-footers? Where does the phrase bric-a-bac come from? Why do some envelopes glow in the dark when you open them? And that mobile phone question needs a proper answer as well, I think. Is there anything else? I, I don't think there is. We've got the lot. Samson's in Beckenham. Samson, question or answer? Hi there, James. Question, please. Uh, yep, go on. Um, in TV production, film production, are you, um, when are they you all right, Samson? Yeah, why? Well, I, I mean, you've got through to London's biggest conversation. You're in the same sort of role that the deputy prime minister of the whole country. You, you sound a little bored. Yeah, no, no, I'm fine. Well, can you just jazz up the enthusiasm <laughs> okay. levels for me? Should we start again? Okay, let's do that. All right, ready? Yep. All right, Samson is in Beckenham. Samson, question or answer? Morning, James. Question, please. All right. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, That's in often, TV, film production... Yes. Um, when they want to, like, add visual images, what have you, they use a green screen. They do. Um, it's always a green screen. I just wondered, what is it about the green that they... Oh, I like that. I like that. That's a nice question. I think, I think the enthusiasm level dipped again as the question continued, but we won't. I mean, I, I got the blinking time of day wrong, so who am I? People in glass houses. I said, good morning to you. It's 25 to 1 in the afternoon. Good Let afternoon. us Good afternoon, Samson. So why green for the green? Could it work if it was right. any other colour? Is there a... Is yeah, that, that's... Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, basically. So it might have something to do with light. I wouldn't be surprised if it's got something to do with the light spectrum, but... It's perfectly plausible. It has nothing whatsoever to do with that as well. So I hear you wonder why on earth did you say it out loud. Samson, take care. Cheer up. Peter's in Ilford. Peter, question or answer? 
James. Hello, it's Peter. An answer, oh. oh, thank goodness for that. Go on. <laughs> okay, it's these envelopes. Yes. And um, I believe that um, it's a security device. Yes. The the glue is designed to flash when it's first opened so that you can tell if your envelope has been tampered with and the contents have been pre-read. I will, get, I, I will grant you that, not least because it rings a bell, but I'm not sure that, <laughs> yeah. was, that was the question. The, I mean, how? It's the technological explanation of the phosphor, apparent phosphorescence that Hannah was intrigued by. Do you know how well, they do it? How, how does the chemistry work? Um, it, well, um, according to your previous answer, which is where I got <sighs> this answer from, what? Um, it's any of, of a number of clues that will discharge static electricity when they're first when it's first pulled apart. So your qualifications are that you listen religiously <laughs> to mystery. <laughs> uh, well, not not just religiously. I'm a three and a half. I've got three and a half rounds of applause, so if it adds to it, that'd be fantastic. Well, how many of those rounds of applause came from recycling previously provided <laughs> answers that the presenter had been too amateurish to notice had happened before? This is the first one. <laughs> well, I think you might just have joined the four and a half high club. <laughs> Flipping it, Hannah. There's a LBC website, you know. You can check the archive. Come on with questions that have already been asked, and just because you sound nice, I don't notice. Pat's in South Ryslip. Pat, question or answer? James. Go on. In honour of Nick Clegg, why is the cabinet called the cabinet? Uh, as in the, the cabinet, yeah. Christ, is that the sort of thing that you would expect to know? To know? You sort of just, I just thought, presumably that's going to pop into my head now. I must not, and I've got, I've got no idea, the cabinet. Why is the cabinet called the cabinet? Must have some reason. I don't think the they ever kept them in a cabinet, did they? No, I don't think so. They wouldn't be able to in the case of Eric Pickles. It need more no, of a point. sort of wardrobe. I will endeavour to find an answer to that question. Why do you want to know? Did it just pop into your brain? Yeah, just one of them random... Why things. is the cabinet... It's always mentioned on, on news, on TV and papers, but never an explanation as to why. No, you're on. Why is a cabinet called a cabinet? Why is a green screen green? I think we've done the envelopes. Gave him a round of applause anyway. Brick and bracken shootings. Something for everyone today. Bill is in Uxbridge. Question or answer, Bill? Yes, hello, James. Hello, Good Bill. afternoon. I've got... I've got a question for you, please. Have you got um, a mate called Samson? <laughs> well, can, can we have a no. bit more flipping joy on the lines today, please? It <laughs> sounds like you're doing me a favour by ringing. You, you, do you know how many people tried to get through to... Well, try again, Bill, all right? All right, OK. Let's jolly it along a bit. Bill's in Uxbridge. Bill, what, what question or answer? Yeah, hi, James. It's Bill here. Good afternoon. How you doing? Great, thanks. Bill, what's on your mind? <laughs> right, James, um... A portable sat-nav, um, oh. the piece of equipment that we have in our cars, I'm not talking about the ones that are built into the dashboard, I'm talking about the ones that you can buy, you know. You, yes, um, that's why you said portable. <laughs> yeah, portable, good. What would happen to the display on the sat-nav if you actually took it up and carried it with you in a plane? Would it show all the roads and everything below, if, that is, if it does on the, on the screen? Because no, it, no, it would be out of range of the triangulation point, so you wouldn't see anything. Hey? Jones, the engineer, has just said in my ear, Bill, and I will share this with you because you played the game. I'm Go not ahead. sure you know what you're talking about, James. <laughs> you, you, you're not going to buy my answer either. Well, no, I'm just curious because I mean, it's led by a uh, light, isn't it? So the, 
Yeah, but, but the satellite doesn't direct to your phone. The satellite places your phone using triangulation points. If you're in the sky, there won't be any triangulation points within range. Don't give me that face, Jones. This is a clever answer. I said triangulation. Nah. What do you reckon? Oh, right. Well, I don't know. I mean, in my simple mind, mm. it's still got a display, hasn't it? I mean, it shows all the roads. It shows all the... No, but how often like do that? you use it? I use it every day, actually. Well, I've got maps on my phone, and, and if, I, if I haven't got an internet signal, an internet connection with my phone, I don't get... I, I just get the last map I used. So, sat-nav would be the same if you haven't got a signal. No? Yeah, but, I mean, it, yeah, but is the sat-nav designed for only use in the car, or how far up in the air could you go for it not to show the display of the roads and... That is not what you asked. Okay. Is well, it? No, I'm a, okay, question B then. How far no, no, up no, 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 pick no, no. Pick a height now, and that's the height we'll answer the question for. Well, let's say the cruising height of an aeroplane, 30,000 feet. Did you just get that off the top of your head? No, well, I'm just thinking. So, I mean, how far... Well, let's say... Do you, All right, so, 30,000 feet. Say, no, 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 that's what I need, Bill. 30,000 feet... Pull a sat-nav out of your bag, ignore the instruction not to turn on any electronic gadgets during the flight. What would you see on the sat-nav? Well, that's what I'm asking. What would you see? I don't know, mate. What would you see? I don't know. But let's have a look. Say a smaller plane flying, say, um, over the M1, say 12,000 feet. Would it show the the M1 and you as a little sort of thing going up the M1? I'm just curious. I'm going to confine you to a single question, William. All right. All right. Well, you can ring in next week with the other one. Or you could ring between 9 and 9.30 next Thursday and ask Nick Clegg if he knows. <laughs> Go on, then. I found it very interesting this morning as well. You what? I did find it very interesting Good. with Clegg. Yeah, so did I. I'm glad I thought you just smuggled in a terrible insult then. That was why I double-checked. It's 12.41. This is LVC 97.3. Mustafa is in Victoria. Mustafa, question or answer? Hi there, James. I have an answer. Come on. Yes. It's the mobile phone touchscreen answer and how it knows um, what it is that you're pressing if you yes. touch the same section of the screen. Yes. Um, now, if you just simply touch your screen and don't move your thumb, it executes dozens of lines of code which are telling your operating system that the user is touching the screen. If you swipe left, swipe right, up or down, it basically says to the software, on install on the phone, right, change the view to this particular view. So in this case, it would be the screen on the left. Um, it would then say, right, so now when the user touches this section, execute this application, which is placed here. If you swipe to the right, for example, it will replace the more... I'm with, I'm with you. I get this. I failed to explain it as well as, yeah. as you did. Do you think Colin will, will get your explanation now? Because Colin seemed a bit, how can I put it, uh, difficult really to convince. Saying. Difficult to convince. <laughs> I mean, th- think of it as a, as a cube, if you like. You're, you're focusing on different sections of the cube, and each yeah. face of the cube has different buttons on it. So when you swipe to the left, you're effectively you're rotating told, the You're cube. told the operating system that you've swiped to a different face. And therefore it, so you don't even need to think of a cube. You could just think of a much, much bigger screen that you don't need to swipe yeah, and has got exactly. everything on it. So just what the eye yeah, can see exactly. is not what the computer can see, so to speak. Precisely. Absolutely. So the other, the other view still exists. It's just that you as the user can't see it. <clears throat> Mustafa. You, swipe back to it. you What are your qualifications? Hang on. I'm a computer scientist. I specialised in AI and I develop mobile applications. Um, oh, all right then. That seems to do the job. Great work. Can I just tell you, just so that you know what I have to put up with? 
gone. After I introduced you, though, I said it's Mustafa in Victoria. Do you know what Jones the Engineer said in my ear before collapsing in fits of giggles? I dread to think. He said, Mustafa an answer. Never heard that one before. Jay. That was exactly my response. It's 12.43. This is LBC 97.3. Danny's in Woodford. Danny, question or answer? It's a question, James. Yes. Right. Uh, you, you may know the answer. You may think, like, why the hell do I ring in with that? But, right, you know it takes roughly a direct flight to Australia. It takes about 20, maybe 22 hours right. to get there on a yeah. direct flight. Now, the world revolves in 24 hours, okay? Whoa. Now, uh, does it not? Well, yeah. Yeah, right. Now, let's say you go up. Right. Let's say you go, you're in a plane, you're in... Uh, and you're going against the way the world is turning, why would it take 24, 20 hours, 22 hours? Why doesn't it take 12 hours? Because Australia's on the other side of the world. So you're... So you're... you're am I understanding you correctly? Theoretically, you're... No, I'm not. No, right, right. The world takes... It takes 24 hours to do a full turn. Right. Yeah? Yeah. So if we were to just go directly up into but that, the But that's side, a turn around the sun. No, to turn around it takes... To go around the sun, it takes 365 days. To That's go, to a very turn, good the, point, Danny. Uh, am I right? You, no, Danny, confused. that is an orbit. I'm, more, I'm now more confused than when I... That's what uh, they pay me for. Okay, okay, okay. No, no well, you're right. No, my fault. Look, I'm complicating the issue more than it needs to be. I'm not very good with planets. I don't know why. So, the Earth revolves around the sun. It takes a year to do a full orbit of the sun, but it revolves on its own axis... In the space of yep. 24 hours? Yeah. So why does it take 24 hours to get to Australia? Why can't you just fly into the sky in a balloon and stay still, wait 12 hours and then come back down again and you're well, in Australia? Well, That's what you're well, asking. You, you can't stay still, can you? Because, like, you're in the, uh, the gravitational pull or you're in the, gra you're in you the gravity. Yeah. But if you're flying against the way the world is turning, do you, I just don't see where those... Well, it's 12 hours. I don't see where the extra hours come from if you're flying in a straight line yeah. against the way the world is turning do you do, do you get what I mean? even if it even if you had to turn a bit to, uh, 15 hours why does it take 20 odd hours well you've got to get up and down yeah it doesn't take you, you could take your seatbelt off you go up in, in 15 20 minutes whoa i don't know about that and no, then, you, you know, know then you might be actually ready to land but they haven't got a runway for you so you you spend half an hour circling well, that's that's easy, isn't it? But but we're in the north. Uh, Australia's in the south, so the direction of rotation will be relevant. James, I, I listen to you all the time, and sometimes I think, yeah, you really know what you're talking about. But I think this is sure. not one of those times, Daniel. How <laughs> 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 diplomatically, yeah. but I listen to you all the time, and sometimes I think you really know what you're talking about. This is absolutely yeah, and categorically not one of those times. Okay, Seriously. so I think anyone who knows the answer to your question will have understood the question already, don't you? Uh, yeah, definitely. Now, yeah. can I ask if what? there's anybody out there who does know they've got about, well, before the end of your show, I've got, I'm on my lunch break, so they've got to hurry up. All right, okay. okay. No, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Get your skates on. 0845 6060973, if you can answer Danny's question. He's only got 10 minutes. He's got to get back to work. It is 12.47. It's 10 minutes to 1. This is LBC 97.3. Uh, let's crack on. Caroline's in Golders Green. Caroline, question or answer? 
Hello, James. Hello, Caroline. Answer, you'll, be, you'll be glad to know. Indeedy. Um, well, I'm once not... I've decided whether it's a good answer or not. That's true, that's true. But I'm, I'm not faking the enthusiasm. I'm so glad to have a day off, and my boyfriend's work, they, they stop working in this hour, so... Oh, bless them. You have, you have this, what, 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 enthusiasm. What, what, shall, I, shall I say hello, or would, uh, would that be overly familiar? Um, T- to the boyfriend? Well, he, he's, he's moved work, but hopefully Gav. That, um, Gaz? Gordon, Gordon? Gordon Audiovisual... That's it, yeah. yeah, just a yes would have been enough, and I could have just gone, hello! Oh, sorry. That's sorry. right, carry on. Um, what, is, what is the answer that you've got for me? The, the, uh, interest, the really interesting bullet question. Yes, if I fired a bullet from this side of an international border and it hit you on the other side of the international border, where has the crime been committed? In a way, the answer is both. Oh. Um, so, initially, the country that the crime is committed, where the bullet was, um, in, where, where the bullet injured the other person, that country would punish you. But as a citizen of the other country, so let's say England, if you ever return there and the punishment for that crime is higher, they have the right to punish you further. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, I, I, um, I did a law-like foundation course, so you do the degree in a year. I did it in two years. Well, I, well, I did a degree life. in philosophy. It doesn't know I know the meaning of, of life. Oh, no, I just remember uh, reading it. So if I... you shot me from your side of the border... Yeah. And they punished you on my side of the border, but there was, like, ten years in prison, but actually the punishment for murder on your side of the border was the death penalty if you ever cross the border back you could be killed yeah because no. i remember reading that it says um you know you're not absolved of crimes just because you're in another country you are a british citizen and you go by no but that no, but you still haven't told me where the crime has been committed i think you're right but i don't think you're addressing the question that was asked but it, it is both the crime was committed and where the other person was injured but, well, no what if what if it's not illegal to shoot people on one side of the border and it is on the other well, then, You've got different gun country. laws. You're not allowed to have a gun in the country where you got shot, but you are allowed to have a gun in the country where the gun was true, shot. True. Well, then where where it's okay, then it's okay. But if you ever return to your country where you have a citizenship and it's not okay, then then they'll punish you. You put me in a very difficult position because you've been so kind and nice and complimentary and cheerful. But I'm not. But gonna, I, honestly, I'm not giving you a round of applause. I'm not giving you a round of applause for that, Caroline. Oh, do you know why? Just out of interest. Yeah. Because you haven't answered the question. Where was the crime committed, was the question. Oh, the crime is committed in the country where um, the, where it took place, where you injured the person. Where, um, and but I wasn't there, so I couldn't have done it. Yeah, but the bullet went over to them. You've, you've shot But them. I wasn't That's there. How can I commit a crime in a country I've never visited? Because... Oh, that, that's, that's quite simple in, in terms of legal things. You've, uh, it's where the effect has happened. But there's, no, there's nothing illegal about firing a gun in my country. So what, how can I possibly have committed a crime in a country where it's not a crime to do what I've done in a country that I've never visited? Because the effect happened in another country. So, you know, that's like, you know, s- sending a missile over. You, you've, it's cause and effect. So, in the so I've, country- I've shot someone in a country I've never visited with a gun that's never been in the country where the crime has been committed. But you had a cause and effect and in the oh, other country. I, 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 I'm not so hearing anything. Ever, no, go, carry on, go on, one more go, one more go. If, if you ever went in there, mm. 
that basically, and then you get into that whole extradition treaty and we're always hearing that on the news and shouldn't they be tried in here and not in America? If you ever went into that country, then they would take you down, as they say, because to them, you, you know, cause and effect. And the I'm, going, I'm going to give you a very small clap, but more out of, okay. poli- more out of politeness than anything else. Okay, well, hopefully somebody else will, will ring. And well, I, well, in a way, I hope not, because that poor fellow's got to get back to work in three minutes, and he needs an answer to his question about um, sat-navs. Was it sat-navs? No. Give Caroline a small clap, please. Crikey, that was a bit tight. Julian's on the M3. Julian, question or answer? Hello, James. Hello, uh, I have an answer to the sat-nav question. What happens if you go up to 30,000 feet with a sat-nav? Well, I saw a video on YouTube with a guy uh, actually opening a sat-nav on an aeroplane. Unfortunately, I don't know the altitude. <laughs> That's all right. No, give or take. Give or take. What happened? What was on the screen? It's just it's, it's everything that you see when it's in your car. You really? could actually see, yeah, the arrow which was uh, on the screen was showing the position of the plane, and you could see basically all the roads that the plane was uh, flying over on the sat-nav, which was good, the roads were going... So I was talking, fast. even by my own dismal standards, I was talking undiluted rubbish when I tried to answer that question, Julian. Somewhere there's a video on YouTube with the proof. Give him a round of applause. Thank you very much, James. Dave is in Stevenage. Question or answer, Dave? I answer to the green screen. Oh, yes. Why the, is it green? Uh, Why is it green? The green screen is used to segregate colour from the foreground and the background. Yeah. So, for argument's sake, if you've got a weatherman, uh, he stands in front of a green or a blue screen, and, and in turn, he can't wear green or blue. Yeah. Because the program... why the is it green? It's overlaid mainly because there's no colour in the human face that, that can be misconstrued as green. Ah, so it could be any solid colour, but green is just the most reliable. It's, it's green and blue. blue. Um, you couldn't have I'm, red because people have got red faces. couldn't have black because people have got black faces. You couldn't have purple you can, because yeah, people have it, purplish it, tinges to their complexions, particularly after a good I lunch. Think, I think it's to do mainly with, the, mainly with the primaries. So you could have a, a red screen, green screen, blue screen because of the red, green, blue colour. Uh, what are your qualifications, screen? Dave? Uh, I'm unqualified, but I did study uh, graphic design in uh, college. Well, that's your qualification. Yeah, I didn't actually complete it. Okay, well, no, no, I don't mean a qualification like you got a certificate. I mean, how do you know what you know? And the answer to that uh, is that I, I did I, a bit, I turned up occasionally for my graphic design course back in the day. Yeah, when the, uh, you know... When there was nothing good on telly. Right. Oh, it's not so much telly. I think we've got a happening <laughs> Yeah, well, I think we better leave it right there. Michael is in Belgravia. Question or answer, Michael? It is an answer. Marvellous, go on. Okay, um, it's to the question regarding the f- um, flight to Australia. Yeah, if, it ta- um, if, it ta- if the world sort of revolves in, in 24 hours, why does it take 23 or 4 hours to get to Australia? It should only take 12. Okay, because the um, Earth revolves together with its atmosphere, and the, the planes fly in the atmosphere, um, it would be technically possible, uh, but not economical, just to um, you know fly very, very high out of the atmosphere <sighs> into the space. And then the Earth, you wouldn't be pushed by the atmosphere. I don't, yes, yes, of course. Yeah. I I can't believe I didn't work that out for myself. Yeah, it's it's simple. You're telling me. Qualifications, Michael? Um, I do fly paragliders, and I had to learn quite a lot about meteorology. Pretty definitive. 
That's it for another week. We'll do it again tomorrow from 10. Not this bit, but the show... Oh, leave it, James. This is LBC 97.3. I am James O'Brien. This is Julia Hartley-Brewer. Thank you very much indeed.